Speaking for me personally, it's no longer a program. It's just a lifestyle. It's the way I live. So if you can make that mental switch, I think of it as a mental switch. You just flip, you know, at some point the switch will flip from I'm on this program to where you're probably really not thinking about it that much. It's it's a lifestyle. It's just you just do it automatically. Hey there, my friend. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi, and I want to welcome you back to another episode here on the Fit Father Project podcast. In just a moment, you're going to hear a powerful and inspiring conversation between myself and one of our Fit Father program members, John Tucker. John's an amazing guy. He is 60 years young. Emphasis on young because over the past two years using our Fit Father program, he's dropped over 40 pounds regain tremendous amount of strength. And he's now just so much more active, aligned, and energized. And it never ceases to amaze me what's possible and how much the body can change in a short amount of time when you get the right methods. In fact, John shares that he lost 12 pounds in his very first month using this program, and he really dialed in his nutrition, started exercising in our new way using MRTs, and is just on fire with his life. And he looks forward to starting old school muscle when he gets his body fat down to 15%. He's hovering right at like 16% now. So he's a lean guy. He's made such phenomenal progress. And I want you to listen to his story because you're going to find some inspiration in it. And it's not like John didn't have to overcome obstacles. He's got some knees that are bad from years of wear and tear. He has a busy schedule. He's got his family. So there's a lot of things that John needed to be able to create a program to integrate in. And he found that inside the FFP. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode of Fit Father, John Tucker. All right, John, welcome officially to the Fit Father Project podcast, my friend. I'm super happy you're here. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. This is going to be a good conversation. I can already tell. You look fantastic. I know I mentioned that before we even hit record. And I want to recount your journey and and really get into that. But before we do, I'd love for you to introduce yourself to all the guys who are listening, name, age, where you're from, and anything you'd like to share about work and family. Okay. My name's John Tucker, 60 years young. I say young because I do feel, feel pretty young, actually. I live in the Dallas Fort Worth area in Texas. Sort of a small town, but it sounds like a small town, not really that small. It's uh, it's called Euless, mm-hmm. and I'm a freelance photographer by profession. I have one 30-year-old son who's married and lives about 30 minutes from here. Nice. And so, uh, yeah, so that's about it. All right, I got to ask, because I think a freelance photography is an like, interesting profession. Like, how'd you get into that? What kind of things do you take pictures of? We'll talk about health and fitness, but I'm just genuinely curious. Like, what kind of stuff do you do on that front? Sure, yeah. My photography interest goes way back to high school, actually. I've shot for the yearbook and the school newspaper, and then got away from it after high school for several years, and then picked it back up later in life, and shoot mainly real estate, And I've done some portraiture and business headshots. I really love nature photography, though. That's where I really just feel like I connect with the creator when I'm not in nature. You know, so I have a ton of bird and wildlife photography uh, behind me. (laughs) 
That's amazing. I feel super similar as well. And I mean, I think humans have felt that way for the longest time, just painting landscapes. And sometimes you can capture something where you feel closer to God in that moment. And I think it's amazing how photography has become such a big thing now. Everyone's got those iPhones and they're snapping higher quality photos. So having a professional here and you got the right equipment, I'm sure you have some great photos. Let's get into your fit father journey, though. What really prompted you to start looking at improving your health and fitness? When did you start? Let's go into like the origin, if you will, of this journey. Oh, sure. Well, I've been working out since probably my mid-20s. Started then, you know, with the health and fitness magazine, or actually it was called, I think it was Muscle Fitness or something like that. But anyways, the bodybuilding magazine. And yeah, that's, you know, so I had high aspirations there and hoping to, you know, build up that way. And it just never happened. I didn't really, I started out just on my own. I I did not have any guidance, no trainer, not anything like that. So I got away from it in my thirties, just family and other responsibilities, just, you know, staying real busy with other things. And then I hit my forties and I started uh, noticing just a drop in my energy level. And I was really out of shape by then. I put on some weight. I don't remember how much, but I put on quite a bit of weight and just very lethargic. And my blood pressure had shot up quite a bit. Mm -hmm. So that's when I decided to get back to it. So at 42, I started working out again. My challenge through the years from that point up until when I joined Fit Father, my big challenge was the nutrition. I could just never get that nailed down. And when finally I, I found you online through, I was just doing a search in like 2019. I'm like, man, I need some new workouts. You know, I, I'm, I'm bored. I'm burnt out. So you were a top hit on Google, uh, either your website or your YouTube channel. But anyway, mm-hmm. checked out both, did several of the workouts for a few months. And then 20... In 2020, uh, around Father's Day, that's when I decided to make the commitment. And um, so I bought bought in on the Father's Day special. I think it came out to like a dollar a day for 30 days. And I'm like, man, what have I got to lose? And yeah. so, you know, I started out first week of July with, the, mm-hmm. you know, with the 30 days and lost 12 pounds that first month. And for me, yeah, for me, that was kind of a big deal. You know, it's not the 25 or 35 or 40 a lot of guys lose, but I was, I felt like that for me, that was, that was a big step. Mm -hmm. And then I just stuck with it from that point forward. Nice. All right. Well, let's talk about the nutrition too, because I know that was the big, big thing. So you get inside the Fit Father program, you start reading through the meal plan. What really stood out to you as you're going through it as like big aha moments, things that were big shifts in your routine? And what did you really start to implement? Let's talk about the nutrition side of the program for you. Okay. Well, one thing that immediately stood out was one of the plans is the intermittent fasting, the 16-8 or whatever window you're able to work work out on a daily basis. And what was funny is I've been doing that already for quite a while, you know, roughly 16-8. So I thought, well, I can work that right in without any problem. You know, that's that's not going to be a um, a big task for me. And then I started looking at the recommended grocery list. To, and of course, I've built on that since then. I have my own grocery list that I take to the store with me now. Just, you know, I could probably do it by memory, but, you know, it's just nice to mark everything. So I um, 
started looking at the foods and there were very few items that I didn't like, you know, most of it, I thought, yeah, yeah, that's good stuff, you know. So I was able to do that. And then just the flexibility in there, you know, it's not like, it's not like a absolutely don't eat this. You can only eat this over here, you know, so that really was a big draw for me as well. Plus the fact that, you know, the one free meal per week, I mean, I won't lie. I still enjoy that. You know, (laughs) I like my Tex-Mex and the Italian food and, and, you know, whatever. I feel like that week. So, but it's just once a week, you know, and it's the whole nutrition plan is sustainable. That's what I like. You know, it's repeatable. It's easy to work with. And once you adjust your, once you adjust your palate really is what you're doing because we're so used to high fat, high salt foods. It's adjusting your taste buds to really the good stuff that we should be eating anyway. And so um, those, those were the big things that stood out to me with the nutrition and the super fuel smoothies and shakes. Was that something you used as a morning routine when you're on the program, the super fuel shakes? Absolutely. Yeah. And I still do them almost every morning, you know, Mm -hmm. this morning I didn't, I, I did something a little different, but most mornings I do one of the super fuel smoothies. I love them. You know, they're great. And there are several recipes, you know, so you can cycle through them. And and I've kind of learned how to modify ingredients here and there because I figure out the I figure out the macros and stuff like that. So yeah. It's a lot of fun. Like I just have fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so apparent from what you're sharing that you're making this like your routine, especially a couple of years into this thing, that it's like you have your go-to foods. You're able to have mm-hmm. enough knowledge now to make any substitutions. And that's beautiful. I think that's the key to sustainability is trying to take this Fit Father framework and then make it adapt. So it's John's plan specifically. And you know, you have just knowledge to do many different things. That's awesome. I'd love to ask you about the exercise too. What was it like, you know, having a background of, of interest in fitness and doing lots of different kinds of fitness stuff over the years? Were the Fit Father workouts any different than what you tried in the past? And what was your experience like, at least in the first phase of the program? We'll start there and we'll go through the phases. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, what I'd always been used to was a lot of weight workouts mm-hmm. and maybe throwing in a little bit of elliptical cardio stuff. Yeah. But keeping weights and cardio as separate entities, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yes. And so that first one, first Fit Father workout I did was, of course, the Apex 10. And I did it right over here in the living room to my, to my left. And I started out with like, I think, 10-pound weights or something. You know, it's all I had yeah. at the time. And I got up to, the, I think, level five or six. And even on my way back down, I mean, and I thought I was in shape. Uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> that Apex 10, that levels the ground for all of us, I think. Yeah. And so I'm like, man, I am not in the shape that I thought I was in, you know, because five levels and then coming down, I had to go to my knees for the renegade rows. And I have to admit, I hated those things for a while. I've gotten to where I actually do them voluntarily now. So I'm either. (laughs) You're not alone in that for sure. (laughs) One of the hardest exercises. Right, right. I'm either insane or uh, or uh, just I've really come around to, you know. Yeah, I think it's fair to say your core is probably phenomenally stronger now from doing all of these Fit Father workouts. 
You're right. Yeah, because it is. Yeah, that is more core than it is really backward. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, with the the movement. But but yeah, by the time I finished up the Apex Ten in the first month, my last one, I was using twenty pound weights and got it in like thirty eight, thirty seven, or thirty eight minutes. And didn't nice. have to, you know, didn't have to go to my knees for push-ups or renegade rows. In one month, right? I mean, isn't it impressive, like, what the body can do with the right stimulus? It never ceases to amaze me, like, to go from using 10-pound weights and dying at it to 30 days later. You know, I don't know how many workouts under your belt. Like, it, probably at least six, but six to 10 to 12, whatever. And it's cool, the change that can happen so fast. Right. Yeah, I think that was actually my 10th workout because because given the day that I started in July, you know, and then I yeah. worked my way through up to July 31st, I think it was. And so I think it was like 10 workouts. And with it being right sort of in the middle of that, you know, the whole COVID pandemic thing, my gym had shut down. So I didn't have access to like being able to do good weight workouts. I think I can't remember. Is, is the big five phase one? Yeah. So I wasn't able to do that. So I just opted for three Apex 10s per week. Perfect. I mean, that's as effective as it gets for weight loss, for yeah, sure. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was quite a journey that first month, but I loved it. You know, 12 pounds lost. And I'm like, let's go, man. I'm ready. And what was your initial weight goal for guys listening? You're starting a little over 200, right? 204, if I remember. Uh, I was about 204, 205, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And my goal was uh, about 180. And what do you weigh today, just for fun? This morning, I weigh every Friday morning still. And this morning, I weighed (laughs) 160.8. And like, it's fair to say you didn't imagine you had 40 pounds to lose, right? I mean, when you were sitting at 205? Not at all. You know, yeah, I I was, I, I hit 180. The reason I set that goal is because several years ago, a buddy of mine and myself, we got together and decided to kind of do something together. For, to keep each other motivated. And I lost, well, I got down to 180, but it was one mm-hmm. of those kind of fad diets. I, you probably remember right. it's like the H, uh, what was it? HCG. H- HCG. Yeah. 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 It was that. Like, it was basically ultra a, low calorie, maybe it. 500 calories a day, mostly protein. And maybe you're not used to HCG shots or pills or something like that. But yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so we did that. And yeah, I got down to like 181, I think, with that. But once it was over with, uh, you know, I just I couldn't sustain that. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> you don't say. You, you know, you just, you, yeah, you bounce back yeah. up. You know, you go from 500 calories a day to to your regular caloric intake and, you know, your weight shoots back up. So without having any habits that you built in the process. And I yeah, imagine this is a big problem. part of this program has been the habits you've kind of created. Yes, exactly. Yeah, the habits, um, just the routine. You know, once once you get that down, then, I mean, success is yours to have, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Because then it's just consistency. It's like you get this habit structure and you just start turning that gear, work it, work it. Not to be perfect, but, you know, as best as you can moving forward. Right, yeah. I mean, nobody's perfect with it, you, you know, but the goal is even in those moments of that you, you know, say you may overdo it on a weekend or whatever with the food, Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, knowing what you need to do to correct that. You call it course correction, you know, just get right back on it. And yeah, you know, you don't really miss beat with it that way. 
Right, exactly. It's like this program can be like your guardrails to help make sure that you don't have these big deviations. And like you said, mentioned with a free meal, like that's a part of your life that's planned. And it's so much different to have the sushi or the Tex-Mex or the pizza or whatever when it's proactively chosen on this day as a part of your routine than getting stressed, reactively ordering something, not being, you know, not eating well. It's like such a different scenario. Even the same foods can be consumed in a completely different relationship to them. And I think that makes all the difference. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the whole thing, you, you know, and um, I mean, like I, you know, like I say, I mean, some, sometimes it's, if there's a, something special going on on a weekend, I've been known to do that twice, but I don't stick with it, you know, and I still, yeah. I still do a, a Sunday fast, usually a yeah. couple of times a month, you know, yep. and uh, I make sure to do that. If I've, if I've kind of overdone it Friday and Saturday, I just yep. go ahead and fast and flush it out Sunday. I mean, that's what works for me, you know? Yeah, works for many guys. What damage control that is. One habit, right? Of giving the body some rest to eliminate that bloat, get digestion back on track. I mean, like, it's a great tool in the toolbox. That's with you for life now. Like, how cool is, is that? Yeah. You have this fasting tool that you know works for you. Like, I think it's amazing. I'm so glad you learned that from us. It is, yeah, yeah, I love it. You know, and you're talking about bloating. It's funny, I can tell when I've slightly overdone it because I have a pair of jeans I was finally able to fit into comfortably. They're 32 waist. And if mm-hmm. I put those on and I'm just kind of like, man, what happened? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know it's bloat, you, you know, mm-hmm. from just eh, probably overdid it a little too much, you know. So, yeah, a couple of days back on it and yeah, it's all good. I'm glad you mentioned that because those are like the subtle indicators. Often it's with our wardrobe, like the one pair of pants that fits you feeling like lean and tight in the midsection. And I think it is another benefit of when you do lose a lot of weight and you get to that lean state because you can really notice those smaller fluctuations with bloat being like a leading indicator that your body's not functioning like optimally or you just need to guide things back. So I think that's cool because it's a feedback loop for you. Now you're like, okay, let's course correct a little bit back, tighten it up. And then you just continue to wind your way through this thing into your 70s, 80s. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So I want to ask you any other changes if you lost the 40 pounds to any of your health parameters? You know, whether it's blood work or whether it's how good joints feeling good or bad, like talk to me about some other changes happen physically with you through this program. Yeah, it's funny you had mentioned the joint health mm-hmm. for years. Uh, well, I say for years, for, for several years leading up to my, my weight reduction, my knees really bothered me quite a mm-hmm. bit. I mean, I couldn't even do just a regular body weight squat without my knees screaming at me. And yeah, yeah, and when I learned that for every, I think it's for every pound of body weight, it's four pounds of pressure on the knees. Right. When I learned that, I thought, man, I'm looking forward to getting my weight down, you know, and Mm -hmm. that's one thing that I've noticed. I mean, I I still have to be kind of careful. I've kind of abused my knees over the years. So I still have to be a little bit careful, but I can do, yeah, I can do a body weight squat straight down and back up and not feel it in the knees at all. Congratulations. Talk about quality of life, right? I mean, outside of weight and aesthetics, like when your joints don't feel good, life's not as joyful. When your joints feel good, life's more joyful. <laughs> well, yeah, that's exactly right. You, you know, and, and I remember 2019, my son graduated college and we we went on his graduation trip. We went up to South Dakota and did a lot of hiking. And yeah, it was great. You know, and there was this one one spot in the hike where it required a pretty big step up. You know, my mm-hmm. son did it and he said, dad, are you coming? And I said, I'm going to let you go. I'd be, I knew mm-hmm. my knees couldn't handle that step up. There was just no mm-hmm. way. I mean, they were already hurting me, you know. Yeah. 
but uh, but now it's just totally different. You know, I, I do a lot of hiking and it's just it's just not an issue at all. Nice. Congratulations. I mean, it's a testament probably to both getting the muscles around those joints stronger and just eating better and reducing inflammation, you know, and, and just having better recovery capacity from the fact that you're stimulating your body so well. It's all those things. I was just going to mention that I also have worked a collagen supplement into my regimen, you know, and I'm, I'm sure that's had a little bit to do with the joint health. You know, it's supposed to help. At least that's what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like take note, guys, especially who, you know, are approaching, you know, 60 and you really want to prioritize joint health at that point, like collagen, good thing. I'm a big fan. I want to talk to you about the inner game of this. Maybe like the mindset, the changes you've experienced, whether it's confidence, energy, emotional health, spiritual health. Has there been any of these changes you've noticed as your body's transformed? Uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> There's just been, yeah, I've, I've, I've given that question quite a bit of thought over the past few days because it's uh, it's just an overall feeling of well-being more yeah confidence I would call that confidence you know just mm-hmm. feeling better in clothing I would not have sat down with you two years ago to talk about any of this stuff because it's looking back to compare where I am today mentally, it's just, it's so much more positive. Of course, being, being a Christian, I'm, uh, we are holistic creatures. I guess that's the word. I mean, we're, we're physical and emotional, mental, spiritual. We're the whole package. And it seems that each aspect affects the other aspects. For sure. You know. Oh, yeah. So it, it all just, um, everything's just worked together to improve my life mm-hmm. overall and my outlook. I mean, sure, there are some, you know, we all run into the to, to some of the negative things that happen to us in life and challenges, problems, things like that, you know, but it's uh, it's up here and how we approach those things and kind of take ownership of it instead of letting those problems own us and determine yeah. uh, determine our course through our attitudes and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Beautifully said. Totally agree with you. Yeah, it's not the things that happen, but let's say how we relate to them. And from the right perspective, all these challenges bear with them the seed of opportunity of either growth and overcoming or from a new pivot in a new direction. You know, I, I do like the quote that God works in mysterious ways. And I think that's that's been the case. A lot of the things that I've considered personal tragedies in one moment end up being some of the greatest fodder for transformation. And I think the body teaches us that as well in this journey. Right. Yeah. And I think it's, um, I used to go to where, to the church where Chuck Swindoll pastors. There, there's something that he says, something to the effect of life is, life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% of how you react to it or handle it yeah. or what your approach is to it. And, and there's a lot of truth in that. Yes. It really is. I totally agree. And I'd be curious to hear your reflections on this. But what I see often is just the process of working this program, going through structured phases, intentionally every week doing hard things. It starts to shift your mindset a little bit into more of like a growth mindset, into a more resilient mindset, a mindset of like possibility, and a mindset of approaching things instead of dodging things. Have you seen that kind of translate into your work life and, and other areas just from like particularly getting after the workouts in a big structured way? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny because sometimes I'll, I'll say, you know, let's look at, let's look at how we're going to accomplish something. Say if I'm, you know, sitting down with a friend and we're talking about some issue or whatever, 
And I'm like, well, let's look at how we can do it, not if we can do it, but let's look at how this can be done, you know. And I don't know, I think sometimes it, you know, may rub someone the wrong way because they're just, you know, they're, they develop the mindset of some things just can't be done. But I'm, I'm like, look, let's just exhaust the possibilities, see, you know, yeah. see what we can come up with. I love it. What a way to live. I mean, I'll choose that path all day, every day. For sure. It's like, because we can astound ourselves and we don't know what is possible and we're capable of. I think it's a it's a prime example of like when you started this program, I imagine you didn't see yourself as like having achieved or experienced all this. You just kind of like begin a journey and then you work it in consistency. And then, you know, a couple of years down the line, you're like, wow, well, holy crap. Look at this. This is amazing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I did want to get back momentarily to you. You asked about any uh, health improvements blood yeah. work, things like that. Of course, my blood work did improve some. I've, I, I was hoping to be able to get off of my blood pressure med. It's very low dose. It's like 10 milligrams a day, Okay, but I haven't got there yet. And the doctor is, my doctor just thinks it might be the whole genetic thing uh, with, with my dad. He, he dealt with high blood pressure most of his adult life, you know, so it, it, we'll see how that goes. But in January, earlier this year in January, on January 19th, I just, by total surprise, really, I found myself in the ER at the hospital down the road uh, being told that I needed to have a stent put in to my LED. And for those who don't know, that's left anterior descending artery. Did I get that right? You did. They call that the widow maker too. It's one of the worst ones to have a coronary block and a heart attack with. Yeah. Right. So um, when it was all said and done, I, I had about a 95 to 97% blockage. They took, I mean, I was in and out of there and probably just over 24 hours. But would you go to Scott Baylor White, by the way, vascular hospital? I'm just curious. Oh, no, actually, I didn't know. There's a, okay. there's a Texas Health, Texas Health uh, Resources, I think is what it is down the street. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, they did a great job, you know, and at first they thought I'd had a mild heart attack. But then the more as time passed and they took a closer look at the test results, they said I had like a precursor to what would have ended up being a heart attack. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so anyway, when they're getting ready to check me out, uh, get me out of there, uh, my cardiologist is talking to me, you know, and um, I asked him, I said, well, I'm when do you think I can get back? I'm ready to get back to my routine, you know? And he said, you know what? You're in such great shape compared to a lot of guys who come in at your age, give yourself a couple of days and you should be good to go. And I'm like, wow, that's yeah. I I was fantastic. I was pretty amazed. I'm not, and that's certainly, I'm not patting myself on the back at all. I'm just, I just thank God that I had found fit father when I did. And, and, you know, was able to, was able to not just lose weight, but improve my overall fitness. So, so I was able to get through that episode, you know, without any problems. Powerful and congratulations. Yeah, I mean, you. those are one of those scary things that you don't necessarily have warning signs, but 
There's a lot of heart guys have heart attacks with zero warning signs. And even, even when you get yourself fit, like there could be underlying stuff that's built up over years. Like those plaques didn't happen overnight. That was something that was years, years, if not decades of, of building up inflammation and then the deposition of the plaque. So, so good that the timing all coincided for you. And now you have those patent clear arteries. I'm sure you've had your heart, all sorts of different kinds of scans and checks and like, they know you're good to go now. That's great. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've just saw my primary care physician last week and, you know, he's asking me all these questions. I'm no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And he said, I did notice that now your heart rate appears to be a little low. And I think I, I think it was it was at like 55 or something or 53, you know, and I said, well, you know, I need to remind you that I do work out a lot, you know. So he said, yeah, people with high fitness level tend to have the lower heart rate. So for sure. Yeah. Very great. I love that. And this is kind of segues into the next question I want to ask you is along your journey last couple of years, have you had any fun? NSVs, non-scale victories or, or stories that, you know, meaningful for you as like biomarkers on your journey, stuff that was like made you feel good, whether it's something your son said, coworkers, things you've been able to do. I love sharing some NSVs because I think they're unique for each of us and, and just a nice testament to the rewards we get for, you know, doing this work. Oh, I agree. Yeah. It, 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 at some point, as you go in, the, go along in your journey, at some point you do reach uh, where the NSVs actually mean more than the number on the scale. You know, that n- number is yeah. still important if you're trying to lose weight. But the NSV, that's really where you, you start seeing the, the real everyday tangible things. You know, like if you see, mm-hmm. say you run into, so this has happened to me more than once, run into someone I haven't seen in, you know, three or four years. And they just kind of glance and don't say a word to you. And it's like, Hey, Hey, he's like, what? Oh my gosh, it's you. You know, and that, that that's happened so many times. And I'm like, say, what happened to you? You've lost so much weight. And I said, how do you, I know. And they said, how do you do that? And then of course, that's when I get to evangelize for fit father a little bit, <laughs> but you know, I tell them it's, I say, there's no magic to it. You know, it's working out and you have to manage your diet. You you know, it's, it's a good, uh, it's a good plan. It's a healthy plan. It's eating the way we should be eating anyway. But, you know, so it's not like a, you know, one of these fad diets, you know, just, um, you know, all meat, no carb stuff or the, or, or, you know, any, some other low carb diet. Yeah, they. It's just funny to see people's reactions. You know, when I when I say, "Hey, don't you recognize me?" You know, it's, oh my gosh. And so, of course, smaller clothes. You know, I've got a pile of clothes in my closet. I probably ought to just give away because they just swallow me now. Yeah, yeah it's great. Yeah, the unexpected cost of losing weight is a new wardrobe. A little expensive, but kind of fun. That's right. Exactly. There's a particular shirt maker that I was waiting to get down to a certain weight before I started buying their shirts. A little bit pricey compared to what you might pick up at, you know, like maybe a department store or something. But I finally got my weight down and I started, you know, and I've I've got a few of their shirts now because they just fit so well. You know, they're well made and they fit well. So 
And then it feels good to feel good, right? I mean, you throw a shirt on that fits you nice and you like you're happy with how you look and that makes you more motivated to want to continue on the path. That's positive momentum. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things that starts to engage when you start to get these NSVs. Yes, that's exactly right. I want to ask you about your son. What's it been like for him seeing you? And you mentioned that he's into health and fitness. Sounds like he's a fit guy. What's it been like for him to watch you go through this journey and see the kind of changes that you made in the focus area that you've made your health? He's been pretty amazed by it, really. Yeah, he's he, he's a big guy. I mean, big as in just working out, you know, a lot of bulk. I started him, well, I started taking him to the gym with me. He, he wanted to go when I think he was 13. So he would go with me mm-hmm. and just loved working out. You know, this that first time on the weights, you know, 13-year-old guy. I mean, come on. Yeah, he's in there, you know, pumping the weights. And he has stuck with it through the years. He's 30 now. And so, you know, he's kind of had his, um, he's had his own cycles of, of you know, get get a little bit lean and then bulk up a little bit more and then, you know, just up and down. Okay. And I, I try to encourage him along the way about, you know, really tighten up on your nutrition, you know, and, and mm-hmm. he does. I mean, he listens, you know, sometimes he'll ask my advice about a certain food or meal or how to fix a certain something, you know, I mean, for a long time, I was posting to the Facebook group meals that I was fixing the, like the personal pizzas, all of them were, you know, were fit father approved, you you know, and, and John's big salad. That's what I called it. John's big salad and, and all this different stuff, you know, and the guys were going nuts over it, you know? And so, so I would share it with, with Daniel, my son. And, uh, and so he's picked up on fixing some of that stuff for himself. Well, so it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun, you know, to have that in common with your, with your son. Absolutely. And what a thing to have in common with your core family members, fitness, activity, like looking and feeling good. Cause that gives you, you guys are giving you, well, you're investing in years and years of more energy and capability with him. And he's got a long life ahead of him. So I know you guys have a lot left to do. And it's amazing that, you know, you have this level of fitness now. So cool. Right. right. Yeah. And he's, you know, I, I kind of teased him a little bit. He just turned 30 a couple of months ago. And I said, well, get ready. Those T levels are going to start dropping. And he said, oh, dad, come on. Don't tell me that. <laughs> I, said, I said, man, by the time you hit 40, you're going to be ready for fit father. I'm telling you. <laughs> Sure, but you can still flex and tell them that old man muscle is very possible yeah, no, exactly. with the right for the right oh, program. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Nice. I want to ask you a little bit about your mission statement. You know, when you started, what some of your initial motivations were and how that may compare to where you're at today. If you've revisited the mission statement or how you'd kind of contrast what you would have written down as motivated you in the beginning of this journey and now where you're at, what motivates you now? Well, actually, um, just to be totally honest, I never I did not write a mission statement starting out. Because I knew yep. I knew the main thing I wanted to do, what I wanted to accomplish was what I'd always struggled with. And that was getting yep. my body fat down, you know, which, of course, involves weight loss. But uh, that my main goal was to, yeah, to to get the weight down, to get the body fat down, of course, to improve my health. Those goals compared to what I have today, uh, right now I'm sitting at about 16.6% body fat. Okay. Nice. Now, my goal is to get to 15 and then go into OSM. That's going to be cool. I definitely want to do that. You know, so I'm hoping to do that probably by February. 
I'm excited for you. I think you're going to love OSM. I mean, it's kind of like bringing back some of that old classic strength training you used to do, just doing it in a, like a little more scientifically based way. You know, you're going to you're gonna kick butt on OSM. Okay, so get the body fat down a little bit more than start OSM. Nice. Right, yeah. I mean, when I, when, I, when I got my DEXA scan, whenever it was, a couple of weeks ago, I was, it was right there on that, on the cusp of, you know, 16.6, 15, is it really, it's 1%, that big a deal? I thought, nope, my goal has been 15%. I'm not going to change it. I'm going to go for it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I know too, you know, you stick with the fasting habits, stick with the good nutrition, keep working it for a few more months. And it's kind of like inevitable. It's just a matter of time where that happens, which is really cool. Right. And the fact that the technician was kind of surprised by this, as was I, because she's she's showing my results. And uh, she said, and, you know, she said, I don't know how you did this, but you're dropping that body fat with, without, basically without losing any lean mass. Yeah. And I said, I don't know. Well, the answer is you're doing a proper high protein diet with a lot of resistance training. There's a lot of reason for your body to hold on to that muscle. So doing that yeah. will, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Yeah. The, the yeah. biggest, when you're on a calorie deficit, the biggest thing that helps retain lean tissue is strength training, particularly with heavy enough loads. So your body has a good reason to hold on to that muscle, plus eating enough protein. So you're, you're, you're hitting all the right and taking good supplements too. Those are certainly helping as well. Okay, good, good. Yeah, I figured it was kind of a combination of, of everything. It is for sure. Yeah, that's good. Nice. Well, I want to ask you kind of a little bit towards the conclusion of this interview is what does it mean to you to be a fit father? What does that mean to you after you've gone through this program? Oh, wow. Of course, other than just, you know, other than just personal satisfaction of being in shape and feeling feeling good and having good health, I think being an inspiration really to my son is, is big. Yeah. You know, that's... Um, I don't know, just any time he tells, any time he gives me, you know, two thumbs up about, you know, how much, um, how much better I look and how much better my attitude is and how much I inspire him. Yeah, that, that really hits, you know, that's a big deal. It really is. It is a big deal. And then of course, affecting other people too. Uh, You know, I've had people at my gym uh, walk up and, you know, you're just kind of in conversation and they say, well, man, you know, I'll I'll tell them that they inspired me in some way because there are some, some guys there around my age or maybe a little older. And I'm like, man, you're in here doing this. You could be at home sitting on the couch. And they say, yeah, I, you know, I said, you're just an inspiration. And then they, but you know what? They throw it right back at me. They're like, oh no, you're the inspiration. (laughs) You know, and I'm just like, wow, really? (laughs) Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. And of course, the brotherhood in the the Facebook group's important too. Yeah. Just being able to, you know, post up something and, you know, and it moves someone in some way, you know, inspires them or motivates them. And I, and I, I glean a lot from that Facebook as well. So that's, that's a great group we have going. It for sure is. And I know your posts are, are very valued by many guys, you know, both in terms of like the nutrition stuff, but just, you know, you, you have a visually great transformation. And I think it's really cool to, for guys to see that, to be inspired by what's possible when you put in the work and you have the consistency. So Thanks for showing up in a big way and really happy you're a fit father. I want to turn it over to the final question. Any advice you'd give to guys in the brotherhood? You know, advice or shout outs, you know, for guys maybe starting out or or guys that are at your stage who have, you know, have a lot of miles under their belt and are now looking at, you know, chasing down new goals. Some words of wisdom to conclude this would be amazing. 
Yeah. I mean, as far as starting out goes, I would say sell out, sell out to the lifestyle, you know, work within your own physical parameters. You know, if you you have certain medical issues or physical issues that may prevent you from um, jumping right in, you know, with both feet, do what you can, but sell out to it, you know, and give it, give it time. I mean, the way I look at it is, you know, you don't put the weight on in just a matter of, you know, three, four or five months. So, so you're not probably not going to get as fit as you want to be that quickly. And then as far as as far as sticking with it, once you've been, you know, you've been going at it for, say, a year or two, by that time, I mean, speaking for me personally, it's just. It's no longer a program. It's just a lifestyle. It's the way I live. So if you can make that mental switch, I think of it as a mental switch. You just flip, you know, at some point the switch will flip from I'm on this program to where you're probably really not thinking about it that much. It's it's a lifestyle. It's just you just do it automatically. That's beautifully said, John. And I want to say congratulations for having put in the work so that that switch flipped because that switch flipped for you because you scheduled your workouts for a year, you know, because you tried all the nutrition stuff, because you saw the results, because you got the NSVs. Like that switch flip is the result that you know have where it's a lifestyle for you. You don't need to think about it. And that makes me so happy because that's what's going to keep you on your path many years down into the future with great, fantastic health. I'm excited for all the things you're going to experience with your son, Daniel. And it's amazing. Really good stuff. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, just... Sticking with it. And like you said, you know, just planning it, scheduling it. Those are the keys. Nice. Well, John, thanks for coming on and sharing the wisdom that you do have today. I really appreciate it. And I'm excited to release this episode of the Brotherhood soon. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for the program and congratulations on the baby. I look forward to more years with Fit Father. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fit Father Project Podcast. If you love what you heard, please rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps spread this show to more men who need this valuable info. To watch full video episodes of this podcast and other motivational videos to inspire your training and more, visit our Fit Father Project YouTube channel. It's free and everything's made for busy guys over 40 like you. Visit youtube.com forward slash Fit Father Project to get access to our entire video library. And finally, if you or someone in your life is interested in becoming a fit father or needs help losing weight, building muscle, and living healthier after age 40, then visit fitfatherproject.com where you can see our proven programs, supplement line for guys 40 plus, and free meal plan and workouts to get you started. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll see you in the next episode.